Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more, talking sports, uh, yes we do, talking sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show What's your fantasy? Well, we'll get into that some other show. But we're here to talk fantasy football, baby. So you're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor. Not fantasy football, man. This is the NFL preview show. 2015. Not just that, Ray. It is the start of our fourth season. Ray and Tay today have been grinding and we are here to talk all things NFL. We'll give you MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, the standings, and our Super Bowl predictions. So if you'd like, join in. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, we're getting your Super Bowl picks. A lot of people going Green Bay. I'm hearing a lot of stuff despite the injuries. At today at gmail.com. Tweet at us. Facebook us. Give us your, your, your thoughts, who, who you got for MVP. Is this Andrew Luxier? Whatever it is, you let us know. Also, check out RayAndTayToday.com. A lot of NFL stories and, and great NFL interviews on our website. Ray, we're going to jump into it. The season starts Thursday, tomorrow. My Steelers against the Patriots. But before we get to games and predictions, it's not quite over yet. The cloud, ESPN releases this report about the Patriots and more cheating and so many years and Mike Martz, the Goodell sort of asked him to do them a favor and basically say everything was okay and nothing was found and he was okay with the, the Spygate report and they had different people stealing stuff from other teams' locker rooms and videotaping and cameras and 20 teams and another interview said yada, 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 ex, ex you know, Patriots officials. What does all this mean? Thursday night for my Pittsburgh Steelers. Will the Patriots come out with extra vengeance? And could this be trouble for Goodell in the league if it gets involved with Washington, D.C. and the Senators and more investigations? So I think yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> the Patriots are going to play with a chip on their shoulder this year. So watch out. And, I, you know, I got fantasy on the brain, but this is the NFL preview show. But in terms of fantasy, <laughs> I think Tom Brady's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder all year. Uh, and then on a realistic, you know, what does this mean for the Patriots and for the league? This isn't good. I mean, at a certain point where there's smoke, there's fire, and they can't keep being Teflon, the NFL and the Patriots. I mean, at a certain point, this is like, I don't want to overblow it and call it espionage, but this is like, <laughs> this, this you can't do this in the workplace, right? You can't film other people's activities. That's blatantly illegal. And now if you figure there's a cover-up involved, so now who knew about it, who didn't know about it, who actively covered it up, who just looked the other way, none of this is good. None of this is good. Now, the Patriots are, are, are a team that's going to band together, and they may go out and have a great season, but this is going to resonate with the NFL, with other owners, with fans. This is not good. This is I'm telling you that the, the Teflon will be tested here. We'll see how strong the Teflon is this year. It won't affect any of the ratings, though. And the bottom line for the NFL and their billion-dollar machine. And you know what I mean? In that aspect, I don't think it'll be an issue. But 
Goodell and the Patriots, I think, at the end of the day, will take a hit. But that's all with that. The Brady stuff's in court. It's time to talk NFL. Before we get to our picks, and we're going to run through it, we're not going to drag it on, but we'll, we'll definitely give you some insight. couple things. We got new guys and new addresses. I'm going to hit you with three. You tell me which one on the field could matter the most. Jimmy Graham leaves Seattle, and he's now with the Saints, and the Seahawks lost Unger, and their offensive line looks shaky. And Dominican Sue leaves Detroit, goes to Miami, and gives that possibly with the Rams and Jets the best defensive line in the NFL with Olivier Vernon and Cameron Wake and now Dominican Sue. Those two right there. And then I guess it's really 3-4. Shady McCoy leaves the Eagles, goes to the Bills, and DeMarco Murray leaves the Cowboys and goes to the Eagles. Out of those four gentlemen, who will be the biggest effect on the field for their new team? So I have to say Ndamukong Sue, actually. I'm going to take a defensive player. You know, Jimmy Graham is going to be fighting for – basically red zone touches with your boy. And they'll, they'll harken back to the Super Bowl and say, well, maybe we should give DeMarco Lynch all the time. Um, and, you know, DeMarco Moore led the league in rushing, so how could he do better? He'll, he'll do fine in Philly. Uh, and then Shady McCoy just needs to get healthy, and he'll get back to his status of two years ago. But I think Ndamukong Sue has a chance to really turn Miami into a perennial I don't want to say outstanding, but certainly very good defense. And if Ryan Tannehill turns out to be the player that the Dolphins hope he is, and they can get solid play from Lamar Miller and Jarvis Landry and a couple of the draft picks and that line you know, solidifies, this team, as the Patriots might get a little older, as the Jets have a lot of free agents and also are, are, are a little bit starting to get longer in the tooth, this team – and Dominican Sue is right at the peak of his career, right? He was a, the man coming out of Nebraska, and he had a great, you know, first few years, four, was it five years, four or five years in Detroit. Uh, I think he has a chance to really solidify that defense. So is it sort of like the Reggie White effect, leaving Philly, going to Green Bay, kind of has that feel to it, would you say? It does, and he makes everybody better because he's just a beast on the field and you always need to know where he is. And you cannot double-team anybody when Ndamukong Sue is on the field, right? So you have to concentrate on him. It opens up linebackers. It opens up rush defensive ends. It takes pressure. It collapses the pocket. It takes some of the pressure off the cornerbacks. So he's one of those guys that, you know, everybody talks about, edge rushers and edge rushers are super important but you know what if you can blow up the middle and you can compress the pocket and you can force the quarterback to go out it makes it even easier for the edge rushers i definitely agree it's, it's going to be fascinating and i think it also helps out grimes in the secondary um can free up the linebackers for tackles maybe some trick blitzes it's going to be fascinating before we get to our nfl predictions let's let's knock out thursday night out of the way the steelers and the patriots on my birthday they got some nerve right but that's the best birthday present a steeler fan could have let me hit you with this real quick and let's talk patriots steelers you are now listening to the nfl talk That's how we start the NFL season. I'm letting you go first. Ray, what is it? Three and a half spread. Patriots hosting my Steelers Thursday night. What do you say? I say go, Pats, go. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think that the Patriots are playing with a huge chip on their shoulders. And I think that... Brady's back. They probably had a sense about three, four weeks ago that Brady had a decent chance. I mean, I thought I thought there'd be a one or two game suspension, but they must have known, and their lawyers must have told them 
So they were not playing knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be the quarterback. They, in the back of their minds, probably thought there's at least a 50-50 chance that Tom Brady's going to be the quarterback. Now, they're down LeGarrette Blunt. Your Steelers are down Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell is much more important to you than LeGarrette Blunt is to them. And I have a feeling that Belichick is going to motivate these guys every week, not that they're not motivated to begin with, but I just – Ah, they're they're tough, and and I think without Bell, I think you guys are going to have some issues running the ball. Just his versatility, you know, just the fact that he can catch, just the fact that he can, he's a three down back, he can move the chains, he gets you he's first down. He's a monster, and, and when you get him back in week three, you'll be fine. I just think that in this game, Belichick will come up with some schemes. He'll frustrate Roethlisberger. He'll hit him a few times, maybe an interception or so. I like the Patriots in a close game, though, but I, I like the Patriots. Let's call it 27-21. Ooh, okay. Well, to just jump on top of what you said, it's not. It's a chip that it's the type of chip that Brady probably purchased for uh, Giselle or Jay Z purchased for Beyonce. Uh, it's it's the icy. Big frosty <laughs> diamond chip, and I'm I might feel the wrath of, wrath of it. You're saying Blunt and Bell, but guess what? It's Ponzi, Bell, and Bryant, Martavius from Clemson, the man. So I think and, of all those guys, Ponzi yes. might be might be. The oh, most Ponzi important. is. I, listen, I told you when we said the show, he was a bigger loss than Jordy Nelson that day because. But the good thing is, though, he'll be back at least week nine, and I say week 12 in terms of complete health. But either way, he'll be there for the stretch run the last five or six weeks for the Steelers. That's good enough. But on this night, on my birthday, boy, I'm going to need a big hug from my lovely wife because I think the last time they met, your boy Brady threw for like 400 yards, and our secondary looked horrible. And even though we got rid of the slow old guys that I love, and my man Troy and Ike, the young guys might not quite be ready yet. And Amendola, no LaFell, but Amendola and Edelman and Gronk Gronk. And I'm telling you, Scott Chandler might get two touchdowns. The Patriots are going to be in a shootout with Big Ben because Marcus Wheaton will step up and he will beat the second corner. Even though they're going to try to double Antonio Brown and bring the safety over, it's going to be some points on this board. And I think Basically, the Patriots beat the Steelers 34-30 on an entertaining opening night and actually cover that spread for you fans out there betting. Let's go right to the picks. You read off yours first, and then I'll get to mine, and you know we'll chime in a little bit like that. AFC East, give me the records. Break it down in order. Ray, what do you got? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so, I have the Patriots at 11 and 5 taking this division for the I don't have the stats in front of me but something like 13 14th, 14th year 15 years something like that. Yeah, Patriots at 11 and 5, your favorite New York Jets at 9 and 7. Ooh. I got the Buffalo Bills with no real quarterback to speak of at 8 and 8. And I got a much-improved defense, still some question marks on offense, and a brutal division, Miami, a not-bad Miami team, bringing up the rear at 7-9. and nine. Ouch. And you just hyped up Sue and it's 7-9? and nine? You're brutal, Ray. You're brutal. Well, listen, I kind of agree with you, but in a little different way. Patriots, yes, they win a division again. I think it's 14 or 15 years in a row, 11-5. The wild card... I've got the Miami Dolphins at 10-6, and and they're making the playoffs. Tannehill steps up. Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, Greg Jennings, and Jarvis Landry, along with Jordan Cameron. That is an explosive offense. Jay Ajayi is out. Maybe he'll come back. I'm not sure, but Lamar Miller will be good enough. Watch out, Dolphins. Here they come. Buffalo Bills, 10-6, but don't win the tiebreaker and just miss out of the playoffs. And the New York Jets at 8-8, eight and eight, this will be overall probably the toughest division in the NFL. The quarterback will be an issue. Fitzpatrick will probably lose a job by week five or six after, you know, 10 interceptions and seven touchdowns. 
but Gino won't do much better. But the Jets are definitely improved, just maybe another year away. Okay, AFC North, hit me with your best shot. I know you're going to have the Steelers here, but I'm going to say that despite all the ups and downs, Buggin. Jeremy Hill, <laughs> Jeremy Hill is going to set himself up and Giovanni Bernard as the quietest one-two combo in the league. Thunder and Lightning. Very, very, very productive. I don't know if they're Thunder and Lightning, but they're certainly two really good players, and together they make you know one of the better, if not the best, combo uh, in the league. So I got Cincinnati, the perennial regular season quarterback Andy Dalton. With AJ Green, Mohamed Sanu, Jones, and yep. and uh, Tyler Eifert, I mean that that offensive combination is just a juggernaut. So if that defensive line can get healthy again, if that secondary can do okay and not give up too many big plays, I think the Bengals take the division at ten and six. I think your Steelers are a decent team. I really don't like the fact that you lose Pouncey for at least half the season. Uh, Le'Veon Bell missing two games doesn't help. I think you guys finished nine and seven. I think the defending, uh, what were they? They won the division last. Are the Baltimore Ravens at eight and eight? Um, again, you know, will Forsett have the same year that he had last year? Not sure. Uh, you know, Steve Smith's one year older. They have uh, Dennis Pitta coming back. Too many question marks for me for, in Baltimore's case. And then the number four team, those Cleveland Browns, just when you thought they were going to turn the corner, I think they take two steps back. They go to 5-11, and 11 and they're still looking for a quarterback. Yeah, uh, poor Cleveland, right? Defense is definitely better. We both like their defense when we did our little defensive show, but – it's just, yeah, McCown, Manziel, who knows? Um, well, yes, I do have my Steelers, number one. And I think the linebackers <laughs> will drive the defense. And Shazier, Alvin Bud Dupree, don't forget him, and Jarvis oh. Jones in his third year, I think they're ready to step up. And we're going to get some pressure. Keith Butler will be the coordinator. You know, our boy Dick LeBeau moved on to Tennessee, so we wish him well. Steelers, 11-5, and five, too much offense. Wheaton is improved. Watch out for Sammy Coates, the uh, first four weeks, stepping up for Bryant, looking good. Steelers will be okay. And, of course, Keith Miller's always there. And Le'Veon Bell, honestly, Ray, even without the two games, he might pull a, an Orenthal James in 14 games, get close to 2,000 yards or at least over 2,000 all-purpose yards, and will be top three MVP conversation without a doubt. Baltimore Ravens, second place, 10-6. and six. Telling you, man, this Baltimore team – I think they just find a way and know how to win. And I think they actually wind up beating out Buffalo and, and making, making the playoffs. So they're, they're, they're going to be, we'll see, they're going to be pretty tough. Um, the Ravens just, I think they're secondary. And they also signed my man from Hard Knocks, Charles James, corner. He got picked up from the Texans that I like Charles James. So, but watch Max Williams, the tight end and, when uh, Rashard Perryman gets back healthy, he'll be tough. Joe Flacco, he's clutch. Cincinnati, down the year. I'm not liking what they're looking like. I think the defense, they miss uh, their coach. He's over there, you know, coaching the Vikings. That's Zimmer. their yeah, boss. Coach. And his, their, their Vikings gain 8-8 eight and eight for the Bengals. I do like the offense. Not in love with the defense. I think it's the sec back half of secondary. Even though they uh, drafted your boy two years ago from Michigan State, uh, Denard, uh, Doc, what is it, Darquez. They're, they're still slow. I just feel it. And Cleveland, 5-11. and 11. I, I wanted to give them 7-9. and nine. They have the best offensive line behind the Cowboys probably, and Jets are up there in the NFL, but just not enough receiver. I mean, Dwayne Bozier, guy, and our boy, um, what's the kid from the Dolphins went over there who's, who's from Cleveland, but it, it's just not enough. And I wish uh, Isaiah, you know, they traded Terrence West to Tennessee. I, I hope Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson gets healthy and they can do something. But they finished the bottom. AFC South, break it down, player. Class of the AFC is Andrew Luck and his Indianapolis Colts. I think they still don't know how to play from ahead, so they won't win 13, 14 games. I have them win 11. Uh, this team, Andre Johnson, looks like he's going to be a – 
a guy who will pick up the slack for Reggie Wayne and give him a couple give him a couple games with Andrew Luck and they'll be fine. Frank Gore, another great pickup veteran. They're they're playing to win now. You know, they took a stumble with Trent Richardson. They thought he would be the answer. They still haven't had the answer. Boom Heron and, and Frank Gore hopefully give him enough stability so that Andrew Luck doesn't have to think that he has to make every play. I think their defense is going to be improved. Still not great, but good enough to win them 11 games and win the division. Houston Texans, again, quarterback issues. These are some recurring themes here. You know, their defense is going to be great. Clowney is going to be healthy. Uh, we hope eventually J.J. Watt, the defending defensive player of the year. Uh, they gave up too many big plays last year. Hopefully they'll curb that a little bit. They have, you know, some big, big question marks back to the offensive side, right? Is is uh, Hopkins ready to be a number one receiver? You know, when does uh, does Alfred Blue step up? When does Arian Foster come back? So a lot of questions, but I still think that this division is the weakest in football because other than Indianapolis, you've got Houston, which is I have them at 8-8, eight and eight, and then you have bringing up the rear, you've got Tennessee and Jacksonville. I still think Tennessee has no real quarterback situation, and neither does Jacksonville. I'm not a fan of Mariota or of Bortles in the long run, I think, uh, yeah, at least for the for the foreseeable future, I don't see either of them really carrying a franchise. So I have Tennessee at 5-11, and 11, tied with Jacksonville at 5-11, and 11, hoping for some ping-pong balls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, those two teams, we could talk about them, but essentially it comes down to the two quarterbacks, right? The the Well, even the running game is, is a little suspect there, right? They've, they've tried some free agents. Neither of them have worked, but ultimately it comes down to – those two quarterbacks, Mariota and Bortles, and, and and maybe even your boy Zach Mettenberg will get a, you know get another shot. Uh, but neither of them really ready for prime time in my book. So I got both of those teams at five and eleven. You ain't right. You ain't right. Well, listen, I, I'll say this before I do the South. I misspoke. It's not Baltimore. I actually have Buffalo and that whole AFC East claiming the wild card. So it's Patriots. Miami and Buffalo. Buffalo will be that that wild card. And it's really mainly Shady. Shady uh, is going to be okay with that hamstring, and he will start week one. So like you, I got the Colts. They are really the class of the AFC. Best record, 12-4, and four, number one seed. The Texans, I love Hard Knocks. I love Bill O'Brien. They're in the right direction. I just think Foster, you know, they're going to miss him for those games. He's so special and dynamic. But if Clowney is anything close to Clowney with Wolfork, this defense has a chance to be special. And if Hoyer can, you know, do a little bit more than we're expecting, and if Hopkins can step up and Cecil Shorts or Jalen Strong, don't be surprised if they pass Buffalo and, and get a wild card. But I have Houston second place, 9-7. and seven. Tennessee, man, the, these two guys, oof, I got them tied like you, but 4-12. and 12. So I got Tennessee in third, 4-12. and 12. Um, just not enough weapons, but I, I think, look, they, they don't know what they're doing. They're running back, just traded for West, Bishop Sankey. They'll miss the young kid, David Cobb. He'll be back, what, after eight weeks maybe. But Delaney Walker's the stud. Kendall Wright, we got to see if he can be consistent. Mariota won't be bad, but he's a rookie. Need more help on that defense, though. And Jacksonville, uh, you know, Julius Thomas, you wish he was there the whole season. Let's see if T.J. Yeldon's ready. Blake Bortles, I think he's in the right swing, and I think both these teams have the right quarterback. It's just going to take time. Gus Bradley, right right leader. They need more weapons around them, and this team might be headed to St. Louis if the Rams and Chargers go to L.A. So Jacksonville could be headed to St. Louis, but they bring up the rear as they might be soon up and out of here. AFC West, hit me with your best shot, Ray. Denver, Denver, Denver. So I, exactly. I think Denver goes 11 and five. So there's a lot of 11 and five teams. So there's going to be some tiebreaker situation going on there, but Denver looks like the class of this division. Peyton Manning, we found out had a bad leg the end of last year that caused a little ah, bit of yeah. that performance. Yeah. You know, sort of hitting the wall in December, but he loses Julius Thomas, which is a big deal, but he picks up, I think a few people, Tammy's going to be there, uh, Latimer. Daniels. Uh, huh? Owen Daniels, sorry, Owen Daniels. And I think this kid Latimer is going to do great. Emmanuel Sanders is just going to jump up a position and, and you know, step up and get even more love 
from Peyton Manning. Uh, the defense is a little bit old, but they can all play, right? And, uh, you know, Vaughn Miller is is their next guy they need to take care of. But this team, if you look at the if you look at the division, look at the conference, this team is, is, is clearly better than everybody else. So I like Denver at 11-5 and five again with a serious tiebreak situation. Next team, Kansas City, nine and seven. I think to pick up the trade, essentially, of uh, you know getting rid of Bo and picking up Jeremy Macklin, I think is huge. Uh, I think Alex Smith will now have very reliable, as long as Jamal Charles can stay healthy, and even Nile Davis can can back him up nicely. But I think he'll have very, you know comfortable weapons when you throw Travis Kelsey in there too. Oh, That's yeah. a nice little combo that he's got there. And and you know Alex <laughs> typically lose you games and he may even win you some games. So I like this Kansas City team. Uh I think nine and seven is, is where they'll be and they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. Next is the San Diego Super Chargers. And this could change Depending on the guy that I drafted, Melly Mel, a.k.a. Melvin Gordon. MG. He might be able to go Wisconsin Badger style and run for 400 yards. If he does that, then this team might go, you know, <laughs> 10 and 6. But I, I don't think they're ready quite yet. Um, I think Keenan Allen as your number one is so inconsistent. He's talented, but he's inconsistent. And, you know, we've got the suspension of Antonio Gates, and we're waiting to see if, if uh, his backup green, who showed some signs of being really good, can be really good. They have some question marks on offense. Uh, they have some question marks on defense, too. So I, I'm not sure that Phillip Rivers can carry this team to where they want to go. So I have them at 7-9. and nine. Um, A little disappointment in San Diego. Might be their last season. Yeah. And then – the Oakland Raiders. I'm actually higher on Derek Carr than I am on Blake Bortles and Mariota. Well, we haven't seen Mariota and Winston enough, but let's right. just say I like Derek Carr. Uh, I'm not sure about Amari Cooper as an NFL stud. I mean, I think he'll be a solid player. Um, not quite sure he'll be a stud. They need he'll him. He'll be great be for PPR leagues, though. <laughs> yeah, they haven't had a stud. And speaking of PPR, they have Michael Crabtree, too, who should yeah. be able to catch quite a few balls as well. So between those two, I think Latavius Murray might be good, might not, not sure. Uh, Roy Hallou backing him up. Too many question marks uh, offensively. And, and, you know, the Peyton Manning model is surround your, your stud young quarterback with a great offensive line and some offensive weapons. I'm not sure Oakland is there. I think they bring up the rear at 5-11. and 11. Yeah, totally for you. All right, my AFC West, Denver, 10-6. and six. Sanders, Demarius Thomas, Bebe got his money. I think Owen Daniels will be big. And it's all about, you know, you talked about Forsett. Well, he lost Kubiak, and Kubiak is with John Elway. He's been with him forever, and now he's back home to Denver. And as the head coach, I think it was time maybe for Foxy to go. And I think Kubiak is going to be a little bit more dynamic and do what, how Elway did it, right? You, you need to protect your old veteran quarterback and run the ball. So Hillman will be a quality backup. They get rid of Monte Ball. He'll back up C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson, look for him for 1,300 yards rushing. He's going to have a big year. So I like Denver. The Chargers, 9-7. and seven. I agree with you. They're going to miss Gates. I don't think the green is ready. I think Gordon and Woodhead will be a nice little one-two punch. Stevie Johnson is going to have a great year, and I think Phillip will put up the stats. Don't love the defense. Corey Legit, Eric Weddle, a bunch of guys there, you know, and Manti Teo, some linebackers, Melvin Ingram. Just something missing. You know, they'll be right on that edge the last two weeks of the season for the playoffs, and they'll miss it. Kansas City, it, it, you know, it's a great story. Eric Berry's coming back. I hope he plays well. Have a great defense, Don Terry Poe and Justin Houston. He's a beast, Houston, a manimal. They got the money, yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad he got it. But I just, it's it's Macklin and Charles and, and and Davis, but not much else. The Anthony Thomas doesn't do much, and I think they need another receiver. But Travis Kelsey should do well. But they will throw a touchdown to Macklin. He'll get like six of them, eight and eight. Oakland. Those Raiders, man, I don't know if they're leaving or what's happening. Maybe they go to San Diego. That's the latest rumor. Who knows? But 
probably there over San Antonio. But at five and 11, they're going to be improved, but not quite there yet. I love Carr. I love Cooper. Don't love Crabtree. I think our boy Richard Sherman was on to something. He called him just an average regular piece of plain old Lay's chips, and that's what he's shown to be. And I, I think Carr is good. I think Latavius Murray, though, is going to be a treat. I think him and, and the unsung tight end, Michael Rivera, they've got some talent there. But I think Cooper's going to have a great rookie season. So 5-11 and 11 for the Raiders. Let's talk about these AFC playoffs. So who are your playoffs. six, your six seeds so, and your two buys? Right. So in the first round and the wild card round, I have the New York Jets at five going to the Cincinnati Bengals at four. And then I have Kansas City, the sixth seed, going to New England, who's in a three-way buy situation at 11 and five. So let them flip a coin for that. (laughs) And I have both home teams winning. So I have the Bengals beating the Jets and the Patriots beating the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Going on to, into the division, I'll take you all the way to my Super Bowl, yeah. uh, my AFC representative. So in the divisional round, I've got pretty much chalk, one, two, three, four. I have number four, Cincinnati, at number one, Indianapolis. I got the I got the Colts winning, and then I have New England at Denver. And then actually I have New England going into Denver and beating Denver. I told you New England's going to be on a mission, right? Yeah. And then I have New England playing at the Colts, and sometimes you just have to huff and puff and huff and puff, and eventually you knock down the door. And this is going to be the Colts' year to knock down the door. I got the Indianapolis Colts going to the Super Bowl, representing the AFC in Super Bowl 50. Wow, player. Okay, so Colts and Steelers are my one and two with the buys. And number six, I got Shady and the Buffalo Bills. Mainly it's Tyrod Taylor's the difference maker. I think he's going to be a fantasy two stud quarterback and just a difference maker with that great defense. The Bills are going to New England, two against a six against three. And I have Miami at five going to the number four seed, the Denver Broncos, almost said Denver Nuggets. Nuggets are nowhere near playoffs, folks, (laughs) at the NBA. But Denver Broncos, number four. And the AFC divisional round, I got those same Broncos going to the coast, number four and number one. And I have New England at number two, Pittsburgh. This is where the Steelers will get the revenge. And I think Denver gets the revenge. The Colts' offense and defensive lines are not strong enough, even though Andrew Luck is going to explode this season. I think Kubiak and Denver, remember Shane Ray, your boy from Dallas, and um, DeMarcus Ware and, 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 and Murray are too much and they still have that great defense. Denver wins. They go at the number four seed to face the Pittsburgh Steelers at number two. And, Ray, this is the season. Ponzi will be back. The Steelers will be healthy. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are going. Oh, Lord. Here we go. I'm telling you. Here we go. Hold on. We got a caller. We got a caller. Caller wants to talk some football, and maybe the caller will agree with me that Pittsburgh is going to be nowhere near the Super Bowl. Hello, caller. Hello. um, Hey, this is Elijah from um, Scottsdale. Hey, Elijah. How are you? I'm good. Um, I wanted to make my um, Super Bowl prediction. I think that I think that Denver may. I think that Denver in the AFC. I think they. I mean, this is this may be Peyton's um, last year, and I think that they really get they they get there, and that they prove that they are the best in the AFC. I mean, especially okay. now with the whole Patriots thing, and they've gotten kind of all off with this whole scan with all these scandals and this new thing recently. I don't think they. Um, produce as well as they did last year. So I think the Broncos get get in the in the AFC, and in the NFC, I'm going to go with um, a bit of a a bit of an upset. I'm I'm going to go with uh, my my Cardinals. Your I think that Cardinals. All right. I think that we have what it takes to make it. I mean, we we've we had we proved last year that we are a legitimate team. I mean, making it to the to the playoffs with an 11-5 record with mostly our backup quarterbacks and we've done nothing but improve over this off season. 
And I think that we that we beat the we beat the the Seahawks in um in the NFC Championship and Championship, okay. And make it to the Super Bowl. And who, now wins, I want, who wins that matchup between Denver and Arizona? Well, even though I'd love to see my Cardinals do it, I think in that situation Denver would pull it out, would barely pull it out. Um, however, um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think we'd need to do to really kind of um, solidify our, ourselves as a legitimate team, and what do you think we'd need to do to become a favorite in the NFC, the, um, the Cardinals? Wow, well, I'll let Tay jump in as well because he's got some uh, Arizona insights. But to me, it comes down to just balance. You know, it, it comes down to last year and the year before was defense, you know, great performances on defense. So you just need to keep doing what you're doing on defense. Now, you lost Bowles, and he's now the, the Jets coach. So we'll see how that defense holds up. But I think – Defense, it's basically go back to what you're used to, do what you can to create pressure, a few more turnovers this year, and, and you guys are fine. The big question mark is on offense, and it starts with Carson Palmer and his health. And then Andre Ellington, to me, really becomes – he needs to be what we saw two years ago, what we saw mm-hmm. signs of, glimpses of. He needs to be that dynamic playmaker that takes the pressure off of the passing game because Fitzgerald's getting a little bit older, and I think that those other mm-hmm. uh, you know weapons that you have are not as dynamic. So I think he is their most dynamic player, Ellington, and it really comes down to he needs to have a Pro Bowl year. And if he can take the pressure off of Carson so Carson doesn't have to throw for 4,000 yards and doesn't have to win you the games as much as, as much as he had thought he had to last year, then you have a nice balance on offense and defense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think? Well, I'll say this. I, I think the Cardinals, I definitely have them in the playoffs, and they could have a special season. It's Carson being healthy, but it's also, you know, Patrick Peterson and Ty- Tyron Matthew really being able to create those turnovers and just the whole back end being solid and strong. I think they took a lot of risks last year with the, with the blitzing of Todd Bowles, and sometimes they got, you know, got them burned for deep touchdowns. But I think this year there'll be a great defense, not as much risk taking. So might, they might have less turnovers, but they might be, you know, keep keep the ball in front of you. No big plays. I I agree with Ray on Ellington, but I actually think the big pickup was CJ two K. And if Chris Johnson can do what he did for the Jets last year, which was four point three yards a carry and contribute, and if you get anything from Jermaine Gresham, John Brown is a stud. And Michael Floyd, if the fingers are okay, you put Fitz in, in the uh, slot position and a healthy Carson Palmer, and away they go. So, and don't forget the Northern Iowa kid who I love. He's great in interviews. We've got to try to get him Johnson. Mm-hmm. David Johnson. So I think the Cardinals, let me tell you, let's remember this. No Cam Chancellor, nowhere near signing, and Max Unger in that offensive line. Carpenter's in New York and Unger's in New Orleans. So I think that Seattle is primed for the plucking. And they might not win the division, but they might have to face them again in the playoffs. And I think the Cardinals, if healthy, they you could be right. They could have a legit shot um, at the Super Bowl. So, hey, I hope you're right with the Broncos. We got to go with the rest of the predictions. But let me ask you this, Elijah, before you go. You have the Broncos beating the Cardinals, but who would be your MVP for the season? This year, I think the MVP... I think it would be Andrew Luck because I think he's going to have a great year during the regular season. I think he's ready to take on that that start like like a just above and beyond, just like that elite of um, elite quarterback. I mean, he already proved how how great he can be, but I think he just takes it to that next level. And Andrew Luck with um, with Andre Johnson and T. Y. Hilton. Just ha- just just goes off, and I think he becomes um, the okay. MVP this year. All right, one more question before we let you get out of here. We got a big game tomorrow night. Who you got? <laughs> Predict that game for us. What's your What's your thought? I think that it's going to be a really um, it's going to be a, a hard fought game, and I think I think the Steelers come out on top in that one. 
I'm going to say with a score of 38, um, 31-28. Okay. Wow. Okay. I think upset, that... Upset that crowd, huh? Mm-hmm. I think that the, um, the Patriots, I mean, again, with these whole scandals and stuff, I don't know how much they've... Um, like how much they've been able to really work on um, work on their on their stuff without any distractions, and I think that that plays a factor. And I think that the Steelers edged out. All right, great call, Elijah. Thank you so much. Appreciate okay. the call and keep Okay, thank you for having me. Go Cardinals, go Steelers. <laughs> go Cardinals. Yeah, all right. Great call. Wow. So, listen, I like that. The young fella knows his stuff, but also really thinks uh, Peyton Manning will have one last shot. And, look, at the end of the day, if you're a real NFL fan, you'd be happy to see Manning go off in a sunset like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, sure. He's 1-3 in in Super Bowls, right? This guy doesn't have as many Super Bowls as his brother. So, yeah, yeah, if Peyton Manning won a second one, I think everybody would be happy. I think it's almost fitting for a guy that's put in this much time and has been this good for so long to have a second Super Bowl. Yeah, nobody would nobody would mind that. So we got the NFC. So AFC, Ray has the Colts. Tay has the Steelers. NFC East, hit me with it. All right, NFC East, I have a tie at the top. So flip a coin between Dallas and Philadelphia. I can't tell how these Cowboys are going to do running the football, right? There's too many question marks with – and you would think this would lead me to believe that they're going to be 8-8 eight and eight again like they were for the last four years before last year. But I think somebody's going to solidify that running game between dumb – And they just traded, right? Third, we got to mention Kristen Michael from Seattle. They just yeah. got him. And now they have Michael, right? They have Michael, and then they have uh, um, Randall, and they have uh, – the former stud running back from Arkansas, who Jerry Jones just loves, Darren <laughs> McFadden. Uh, he might be a couple years past his prime, but I think that I the like Cowboys any of them. <laughs> will figure it out. I think the offensive line is great, maybe slightly overrated. I think people think that they're the next best thing since the you know, 92, 93 Cowboys are not that good, but it's still good. Um, I think Jason Witten's aging a little bit. I know you liked him a lot in fantasy. I didn't like him as much. I think they need to find some production elsewhere. Uh, maybe it's a Terrence Williams. Maybe it's a Cole Beasley. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Des Bryant. Um, when the suspensions are over, you know, Greg Hardy's going to be uh, contributing quite a bit on, on that defense. They have question marks. This kid, the rookie, Jones, has to deliver because, um, you know, who knows what's going to be with the secondary so a lot of question marks for the Cowboys, but I still think they be, they're ten and six. I think the Eagles also have some question marks. I think, however, that Sam Bradford, if he can stay healthy, is the perfect guy for that system. He's quick, he's accurate, and that's what you need in a Chip Kelly system. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, I think, is going to is going to do great. Uh, Jordan Matthews is going to do well. But you know what? You take in two consecutive years, you take Deshaun Jackson and you take Jeremy Macklin off that team and Lashawn McCoy. Those are explosive guys. Demarco Murray's not, not explosive, <laughs> right? Demarco Murray's talented and, and and you know he's got a lot of speed himself, but he's not explosive like a shady is. So. Uh, but they have so much depth now between him and Darren Sproles and, and Ryan Matthews. So I think that running the ball, they're going to do fine. I just, I, I'm a little worried about their explosiveness down the field. So having said that, I think both of those teams go 10 and six. You flip a coin for who, you know, who's first place, who's second place. I think the New York football giants come in at seven and nine, even though I believe Odell Beckham is going to be a top five NFL uh, wide receiver. I think that um, your boy Eli is going to put up very good stats, just like he did last year. He's going to sign his contract extension and his career with the Giants. That running game. I don't like Rashard Jennings and Andre Williams. I think they're okay. I, I, I don't no. think they're as dynamic. Larry Donnell. I'm not sure he's got, you know, a fourth or a fifth gear to get to. He had a few no. great games in fantasy, um, and, and you know, losing JPP. 
uh, is going to hurt them on defense. You know, up and down defensive year last year. They brought back, you know, the old <laughs> the old Spagnuolo. And so, yeah. as a Giant fan, not sure that they're going to even sniff the playoffs. So I got them at 7-9. and nine, And then bringing up the rear, Washington is just a mess. RG3 yeah. should be traded. Kirk Cousins, I, the only person I look for to have a good season is Alfred Morris. I mean, I think that Pierre Garçon had that fantastic season two years ago with his, what, 117 or whatever catches. Yeah. Um, Jordan Reed isn't healthy. I just think they have so many Never question healthy. marks. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, we didn't even talk about the defense, which has been up and down. So, to me, Washington brings up the rear 5-12. Five 5-11. and 12. Five and 11. Five, sorry, five and eleven. Yeah, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be something if they were five and twelve. Uh. Yeah, they might need an extra game to do something better, but it's not happening. Well, kind of agree with the order, a little different look at it. I think the Eagles and Chip Kelly, they're ten and six again, but this time it gives them a division. I think they're going to be explosive on offense. I think Kiko Alonso and some of the defensive moves, they've got some great defenders on that team, and I like Walter Thurman and Byron Maxwell, I think they fixed the secondary, which was bad for them last year. So I think Chip Kelly's moves, and, and what's smart is a three-headed monster in the depth. He's going to hit you with the run and run and run, and Matthews and Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz, don't forget him, with Sam Bradford, they're going to be unstoppable offensively. But I think in the fourth quarter, he won't have his defense on the field because he'll be running the ball with Matthews, Murray and Sproles, screen passes, controlling the clock. Watch out for those Eagles. They're going to be deadly. Dallas Cowboys, 9-7. and seven. You know, this is um, – I, I want to say, yes, it's the great offensive line and this and that. I think they're going to squeak into the, to the playoffs and the wild card. But to be honest with you, they're going to miss DeMarco Murray. I don't like Christian Michael. Don't like Randall, Dunbar, or McFadden, none of them. And I think they're going to see, even by committee, it's nowhere near DeMarco Murray, and they're going to miss him. Plus, he's a good pass blocker. But 9-7, and seven, they barely get in because the defense will be improved. Gregory and your boy, Greg Hardy, coming, they're going to be much better on defense. And they get back Sean Lee, and we'll see what the secondary can do. The Giants, 6-10. and 10. I No defense. JPP, he'll be there eventually, but we don't know when. You know, he came to visit, then he went back to South Florida. The finger, he's not ready yet. Well, the team's not ready, but they're going to need Cruz and Randall to step up to help Odell. Larry Donnell can move the chains. Don't love the running game. The offensive line should be a little bit better. Eli will be, you know, maybe just 12 interceptions and 25, 26 touchdowns. But he'll, he'll get the stats for fantasy. He's a good, you know, starter some weeks. And the Redskins, 4-12, and 12, I just – I don't even know if it's trade RG3. Maybe he should be starting because at least you've seen something dynamic from him. I'm so sorry. To me, Kirk I'm Cousins. saying start yeah. him or trade him. Have him sitting exactly. on the bench behind Kirk yeah. Cousins. Is no, I, you're totally right. And to me, we know Kirk Cousins and Colt McCoy, that's like Kyle Orton or Ryan Fitzpatrick. It, it's not a real starter. It's just a patchwork. And I, and I think Cousins has got talent, but he – He'll throw three touchdowns and then throw three interceptions. So he's got that Ryan Fitzpatrick in him. And we'll see how his decision-making is. But better believe he won't make it through the season as a starter. It'll be rotating there in Washington. So that's, that's the NFC East. Hit me with the NFC North. Where are you going? Well, uh, you know me. This is the – I've been calling for the Packers as one of the best teams in the NFL for years. I, it hurts me that Jordy Nelson went down, and if it weren't for Jordy Nelson going down, I'd have them going something like twelve and four, and maybe winning yeah. the whole thing. I think losing Jordy Nelson is is really tough because he and Aaron Rodgers were so in sync, and he extended plays with Aaron Rodgers. It was like he was his guy down the field. My man he had the second most plays of over twenty yards in the NFL last few years, so. I don't think you replace that guy. I think people step up. I think Devontae Adams steps up from a fantasy perspective. Randall Cobb, unfortunately. Just re-signed James Jones, baby, James Jones. Exactly, and he got his number 89 back, so it's all <laughs> good. And it puts Randall Cobb back in the slot, but I think Randall Cobb will get a lot more attention than he's used to. Um, you know, I think the Packers really have to rely on some older people on uh, defense and 
uh, Diane and Peppers um, are the two guys that, that really have to step up. Clay Matthews, you know what you'll get from him, uh, a little bit of a revamped secondary. So uh, to me, they're still the class of the league. Uh, I I want to see them go to the Super Bowl because I love Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers best player in football, but I think they fall a little bit short. We'll get to that in a sec. Now, number two, now this is where a lot of people think that they're an up-and-coming team, and I believe so. I have Minnesota on wow. a tiebreaker edging out Detroit. I think both of them will be 8-8, eight and eight, but I think Minnesota and Detroit uh, you know, have the same record. But in terms of Minnesota, you know, I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater fan. But I believe that everything around him is stabilized. I think Norv Turner taking over the offense is fantastic. And I think that getting um, your boy, the ex-Steeler, ex-Dolphin, back up to Minnesota to make big yeah. plays, Be- Mike Wallace, will add Cordero Patterson and, of course, Adrian Peterson back from basically a year off. Give him an offensive coordinator that loves to use the running back and will get a lot out of the tight end. So, you know, I think that this team has got what it takes. You know, they've always been beast-like on defense, and I think on offense they're going to do big things. So I have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. Tied with your Detroit Lions. Now, I don't think you lose an Indomitian Sioux and don't take a step back. They brought in Haloti Nada. That's good but it's not in Dominican Sioux. Calvin Johnson, uh, it looks like he hit the wall last year. I think he'll be fine. I think he will recover. I think that the pickup and the emergence of Golden Tate was actually really good. Um, they really need a third weapon. They thought it was Eric Ebron. It might still be. Uh, they got some serious question marks that the, the Lions do at running back. Is Amir Abdullah the man? I know you loved him in college. I don't know if yeah. you love him in the pros. Oh, Joy, I do. Everybody needs a joik on their team. So Joyke Bell might uh, might do some things again this year. Great, you know, mid-season fantasy pickup. So I have them at 8-8 eight and eight as well. And then bringing up the rear, Chicago Bears. Unfortunately, the monsters of the midway are not monstrous. I got them at 6-10. and ten. Um, I think Matt Forte is a good player. Yeah, I think he's a good player, not dynamic. I think losing Brandon Marshall – with Alshon Jeffrey being hurt, I think Martellus Bennett's a little overrated. Jay Cutler's inconsistent. The defense has so many question marks. No that Kevin White. I just, yeah. yeah, I just can't see much. Kevin White out for you know the foreseeable future. And so this team is just in, in, in dire straits, in rebuild mode. Uh, frustrations abound. I don't think they have the leadership on that team, so I got them at 6-10. and 10. All right. Let's speed it up a little. 10-6, and six, the Packers. You said most of it, but I also got to throw in Richard Rodgers, Ty Montgomery, and Jeff Janis. Watch out for them. I don't love the defense, but they win the division 10-6. and six. The Lions, 8-8. Eight eight. I think Amir Abdullah takes the job from a kind of injured Joyke Bell. They, they split carries, but Amir Abdullah is dynamic, and there's a little Barry Sanders in him. Not that great, but he doesn't have the size, but he's just got that boogie in him. You'll see. Um, little Eric Metcalf boogie. And then Minnesota at 7-9. Those Vikings, they're going to be improved. AP might touch 2,000, won't get Eric Dickerson's record, which will be frustrating. He'll tease us again. But unlike you, I like Teddy Bridgewater. And you forgot to mention Kyle Rudolph and, and Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson it was like one of the best receivers the last five weeks of the season. He's going to be tough. So, yeah, on the sneak tip. So, I like the receivers. Patterson might be the third receiver because Wallace and Johnson will be really nice. But um, watch AP, man. He's going to be – they, they couldn't even sneak into the wild card and, and take it from the Cowboys in 9-7. And then in fourth, 4-12, four and 12, I like Foxy. I think overall they're going to be right, headed in the right direction. He's just got to induce so much talent to that building. The Bears are, are low on talent. And I don't love Cutler. But Forte's there. Alshon Jeffrey will get it together. They're going to miss the rookie. And Martellus Bennett is great. But Eddie Royal, fantasy stud, and he'll have a great season. NFC South. Go ahead. Yeah, let's speed it up. So I got the I got the New Orleans Saints at 10-6. and six. They have a lot of question marks. They really need the defense to solidify, which I think it'll be good enough. They'll cause some turnovers on offense. I don't think Drew Brees is done, but – you know, how many good years does he have left? I don't know, maybe two or three. Uh, Kenny Stills, 
very important here. Um, no, he's in Miami. Uh, no, not Kenny Still, sorry. Um, my my boy, uh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Exactly, Brandon Cooks. Very important here, along with Mark Ingram. C.J. Spiller, if he's healthy, will be very productive in special teams and in third downs, but he needs to stay on the field. But anyway, I still have them at, at 10 and 6 just because this division is so weak. I have Atlanta and Carolina both at 7 and 9. Atlanta, too many question marks. You know, after Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, what do they have? You know, Devontae Freeman just lost the running back, the starting running back job. I thought he'd be decent, but didn't do enough in preseason. The defense is terrible in Atlanta. They'll still be terrible. Carolina, uh, you know, when you get your top two or three wide receivers going down, Greg Olson is, is on the downside of his career. I think too much is going to be asked of Cam Newton. I don't love him to begin with. He got his money, so I don't know how hungry he'll be. So I think they're also 7-9. and nine. And then bringing up the rear, Tampa Bay, 6-10. and 10. I think Jameis Winston has a solid season. Doug Martin also has a, has a bounce back year, but at the end of the day, they're only 6-10. and 10. I got the Saints doing it, man, and doing it well. Sean Payton, he just puts in so much talent. Spiller, Cooks, the old man Marcus Colston, you know, you, you throw in Brandon Coleman, watch uh, Josh Hill, the new tight end. The defense will be better. They'll win the division easily. I got the same tie as you, but it's six and ten. Panthers down year. They're going to miss, you know, Greg Hardy. Luke Keekley's the man. Don't love their secondary. They're going to miss uh, D'Angelo Williams, who came to Pittsburgh, who will be big for us the first two weeks. Stewart never stays healthy. You're going to have to rely on Funches with Kelvin Benjamin out. Yikes. Atlanta, you know, yeah, and they have no Roddy White. You know, maybe he'll play week one, but they still haven't filled the Gonzalez hole at tight end. Tevin Coleman should be a good start there for them at the running back. I think Dan Quinn will turn them around, but it's still two years away. they got to get more talent in defense. And Tampa Bay, I like Winston. I think all these young quarterbacks will be fine. They'll get better. It just Doug Martin should do well. Rookie offensive line, they'll be up and down. Those receivers will be great. So they'll score points in Tampa, but they'll give up too much. So Tampa 4 and 12. NFC West. All right. Seattle, class of the league. Not much to say there. They lose, um, you know, what can you say? They get a little bit older, but ultimately Marshawn Lynch came back and Jimmy Graham is there. So I think they have a, a deadly combination in the red zone. 11-5, and five, they win the division. St. Louis, I think Nick Foles actually has a good year, and I think that they have yeah. crazy running back juice, especially if Todd Gurley uh, is healthy and can produce like he, like we know he can when he is healthy. The rookie stud from Georgia will have a big year, a big second half anyway. Um, I think the Arizona Cardinals unfortunately fall to third at 8-8. Not a huge fan of that offense. Um, like you said, what do you have, the Rams, 10-6 and six or 9-7? I have the Rams at 9-7, and seven, and mm-hmm. I have the Arizona Cardinals at 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, You know, take a step back on defense. The offense is not as explosive and dynamic. Again, it comes down to Andre Ellington to me. And then at number four, I have the San Francisco 49ers, the once class of the NFL, now fall to 6-10. and 10. Kaepernick will be frustrated. doesn't really have great targets. Anquan Bolden is, is, you know, has seen better days, so I have them bringing up the rear. So Seahawks all day, but they're going to miss Max Unger and Cam Chancellor. they got to figure that out. It's a big mistake. Just pay him a little something. You need him. He's the leader on the defensive side emotionally and physically, and it's beast mode on the offensive side. Love Graham. Watch out for Tyler Lockett. Going to be a stud and a candidate for rookie of the year. 11-5. Arizona, they make the wild card. 10-6. They're going to be good, man. It's going to be based on health. John Brown will be a beast for them, a wide receiver. And I think Gresham will be healthy enough. And I like Peterson healthy. He got the diabetes figured out. The St. Louis Rams, much improved. I think they're going to be cautious early. He won't play enough. Trey Mason's my man, plug four. Nick Foles, good season. Need more talent at wide receiver. Best defensive line, probably top three or four in the NFL, eight and eight. And San Francisco, five and 11. Kaepernick, Vernon Davis, Anquan. It's like the young quarterback with the old weapons. But look for Reggie Bush and Carlos Hyde to be productive at the running back, but they just lost too many guys. Hit me up with your playoffs and then uh, Super Bowl. 
Yep, I have Seattle and Dallas as the one and two seeds. Again, a lot of tiebreakers there, so it could go either way. But I have in opening weekend, I have St. Louis going to Philadelphia. Philadelphia wins that. I have New Orleans uh, going to Green Bay. Green Bay wins that. And then I have one, two, three, four. So Green Bay at Seattle. Seattle beats the Packers. And then Philly at Dallas. Uh, I think the – sorry, uh, Philly at Seattle. Seattle uh, wins – no, sorry, Philly at Dallas. Dallas wins that. Dallas then goes to Seattle. Seattle wins up in the greater northwest. Super Bowl 50 is a matchup between the Seattle Seahawks beating the Indianapolis Colts, 31-26 to go there for the third straight time and win two out of three, the next dynasty, the Seattle Seahawks. Wow, you went and get them last year, but now you're back on it. So I have basically some similar things, a little bit different. Seattle and Green Bay, one and two. I got Dallas at um, Philly week in the playoffs, and then five and four, I got Arizona at New Orleans, which is a matchup of week one. So then Arizona wins and they go to Seattle and you have Philly at Green Bay. So you're going to have some interesting battles there, but I think Philly wins and Seattle wins. So Philly, number three, will wind up at number one, Seattle. And I'm so tempted, but I'm worried about the O-line and Cam Chancellor, Ray. And I'm telling you right now, it is a Pennsylvania Super Bowl. Chip Kelly and the madness. Philadelphia Eagles go to the Super Bowl, and the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl 33-30. Josh Scobie for 39 yards, and it's good. Steelers win the Super Bowl. Okay. A lot of Iron City will be. Oh, yeah. Let's go go down the line. Okay, so let's go down the line. Let's talk about some of the postseason awards. So, Rookie of the Year, I have San Diego running back Melly Mel, a.k.a. Melvin Gordon. Okay. I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. I think he does it for the Raiders and, and, and gets boogieing. Coach of the Year. Jeff Fisher. I think nobody's expecting the Rams to be above 500, and he will be, and he'll take them to the playoffs. Wow. I'm going to go with Chip Kelly, man, the mad scientist. He bought the groceries, and now he's going to cook them up like Raekwon the chef. It's, it's, it's Chip Kelly's time. Defensive player of the year. Justin Houston. I think this game is all about rushing the quarterback, so either a defensive end or a cornerback wins it from now on for the foreseeable future. I like Justin Houston. He's going to lead. I got to go with J.J. J.J. Watt because okay. now he's got Clowney and Wolfork to help him, and his motor is sick. His work regimen is sick. He's defensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year, who you got? Andrew Luck. He might throw up 5,000 yards, and he's got (laughs) now a whole bunch of receivers. You add Andre Johnson into the mix, and he's just got a lot of places to go with the football. I say it's Aaron Rodgers because he shows you without his number one receiver that he still wins the division and throws for close to 5,000 yards throwing to Rodgers, Jeff Janis, Ty Montgomery, James Jones, Devontae Adams, and Randall Cobb. Wow, Aaron Rodgers, you are good. And we have comeback player of the year. Anytime you come back from cancer and you play football, that's already my comeback player of the year. But if you can do anything on the field and maybe compete for a starting safety you know, in the Pro Bowl, that's Eric Berry right there. So I got the safety from Kansas City as my comeback player. Can't be mad at that. I got Carson Palmer. He stands up and delivers them to the playoffs. He's healthy, finishes the season, and, man, he's going to throw up some numbers. So I got to go with Carson. MVP. This league is almost always about quarterback MVPs, and so you got to take the quarterback on the best team, and that's going to be the Indianapolis and Andrew Luck. I agree, and I'm going with luck all day. And, you know, I wish I could pick him to the Super Bowl like you, but I just – not enough, Ray. Not enough offense and defensive lines. So Andrew Luck is the MVP, but he doesn't go further. Big Ben gets the, gets the Lombardi trophy, huh? <laughs> yeah, Big Ben, he gets his third. 
How do you wow, like that? That puts him in elite air. That's like Troy Aikman style. Yeah, listen, great, great show. And um, we'll put our picks up on the website and tweet them out online. So check it out. We'll be back Friday to predict the weekend games, U.S. Open, College Football Week 2, that Michigan State-Oregon game, and all the NFL picks. And then we'll hit you up again on Tuesday for the holiday and uh, break down everything that happened in college NFL and the U.S. Open champions. See you on Friday. Enjoy tomorrow night. Here we go, Pittsburgh. Here we go. Happy 16th birthday to my son, Elijah. Uh, I'm proud of him. Good kid, man. Good kid. Have a great sports week. We'll catch you at the end of the week. Talk some more sports. and Let's get it on. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening and talking sports with friends. Tay's big day tomorrow. Four, five, baby. Four, five. <laughs> oh, no. You, you're graduating from Reggie Jackson. The Jordan comeback number. Big. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.